Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to the Yellow Block, still in quarantine. I'm Jared and I'm joined by Matt. Good evening. And Tim. Evening. And we're delighted to be joined in the virtual studio by Mr. Jason Neal. How are you, Jason? Yeah, I'm okay, as, as well as could be expected uh, uh, 24 hours after after the EFL uh, decision. Well, it's your third appearance on the show, so you are due a hat-trick ball. We will get that to you at some point. We'll wait till you get over here, though. We don't want to pay the postage and packaging. <laughs> that's, that's great. <laughs> You'll have to pump it up yourself. <laughs> yeah, and he doesn't come with a pump, so we'll have to, I'm sure you've got some at the club. Um, so we haven't actually got much of a script tonight, so we're going to... I don't know if you've um, listened to our show from yesterday yet, but it, it, it was our... It was us venting our frustrations on what we thought was the worst decision ever made in football, basically. So, yeah, it's very much a free-for-all tonight. So, anything goes. Yeah, thanks. And, and again, I love supporting this uh, show. And, and... We love hmm? to have you on. And it's it's, it's interesting because Darras, when he came on, said that you really like the show. Uh, well, firstly, I like fans' initiatives, right? I mean, I, I was a fan of a football club. I'm now a fan of a new football club and an owner of that club. Um, but I haven't forgotten what it's like to be a fan and be be so passionate about uh, something that's so important to you as a person and to your friends. So I, I think it's really great when the when the fans get together and do something about the club. And okay, they have a moan and a complain, but you know what? We're all human, and and uh, I always find your show a bit like um, if I went to a pub in England. And um, I was uh, I sat down and chatted with a bunch of people. It would be a very similar experience. So, Joe, yeah. that's exactly how we wanted it to be when we started yeah. off. Is we, did, yeah. we didn't never wanted to be too serious. We wanted it to be that you know fans down the pub type thing, and that's brilliant that you see it like that. And it's it's great for us to have the access to you as we do. So no, we do appreciate it massively. Some of what we do, we do is slightly tongue in cheek. I think it's a it's a good show. I think you guys work really well, and and it's fun to listen to. It's fun to the fact that you never really seem to agree. <laughs> would be consistent with if you got four football fans together they wouldn't agree yeah. <laughs> exactly it'd be boring if we all did that's for sure <laughs> yeah but, I don't think there's any uh, any likelihood of that so I think you're safe let's talk about the elephant in the room then the, the EFL news um, how did you what did you make of it Jason well firstly I was surprised um, a number of clubs submitted um, proposals 
uh, in the few days leading up to that uh, decision. And I think that we as a club would have accepted any of the proposals that were, um, that were submitted. And, and they ranged from having an extended playoff to uh, inflation of the number of teams in, in the league and again having a, a, an extended playoff to having uh, two streams of playoffs, um, so four, uh, four clubs in each uh, playoff. And they all seem to be fair um, and reasonable compromises. Uh, I think it's most people, unless you're a Rotherham fan, would agree that probably Rotherham haven't done enough to um, have a promotion. And I think most people would agree of seeing Coventry that they probably would have finished in the top two. Whether they would have won or not, we will never know. But they, they certainly would have been likely to finish in the, in the top two. So I think it's fair that they uh, would get promoted. But I don't think there's any fairness in what's going to happen to Tranmere. I can't imagine uh, what their, uh, their fans and, and, and owners uh, and staff are thinking about at this moment. It must be, I mean, we're in a bad state, but for them it must be, uh, must be even worse. And I don't think it's fair for us. I don't think it's fair um, for Sunderland, um, Ipswich, and even, even Gillingham, um, all of which had a realistic chance. In fact, we ran a model um, as part of our submission to the EFL, and we demonstrated that it's mathematically possible for every team down to Rochdale to get promoted at this point. Um, it should be accurate because of how tight the, the league was as well. Jason, the, one, the, the biggest rant I had was, and you're a, you're a businessman, I'm, I'm confident you'll understand this, was the, the sheer surprise that there was no contingency planning, not necessarily for a, a pandemic, but for the season not being able to finish. I just cannot fathom how an organisation that size had no plan B for a situation like this occurring. It, it just, I, I still can't understand that. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm not overly surprised by that because, I mean, no one would plan for a pandemic. But that would say, that being said, uh, we've had two and a half months to think about this. So it's not like um, this happened yesterday and we have to make a decision today. Uh, you've had, you know, 80 days, nearly 80 days. Um, since yeah. this so, it's, not, it's not so much planning for the pandemic it's just planning for a situation whereby football can't take place it just seems alien to me that there was no you know situation whereby there was a plan b should football not be able to to continue and then the lack of leadership at the start of the coronavirus whereby they didn't set out what is you know what would happen they, they just kind of left it to the clubs to decide and obviously every club as you touched on there has got their own um their own agenda and their own how they would like the, the season to end it just seems it just why would you let you know the the, the clubs make their own decision you need leadership at a time like that is my view on what's happened yeah, I agree. I think you need leadership and, and, and you need fairness, right? I mean, uh, I was not fortunate or unfortunate enough to be, uh, to be a Peterborough fan uh, the last day of that uh, famous season um, that your, your show featured recently, but I enjoyed listening to that, that show. Um, but at least you lost on the pitch. Yeah, yeah, very yeah, true. Uh, yeah. We lost on the pitch. We lost over, you know, forty-six games. Yeah, I'm sure it was heartbreaking. We've all been a fan in a situation like that. So for me, I, it was fair. Uh, the the question I would like to ask those grey men in their grey suits would be: Why have they made this decision? The most unfair way to do it. It's it's the worst decision. Any other way of doing it would have been slightly more fair. And it seems as though they've 
just not had the balls to to make the decision to me. They seem to have thought to themselves, right, we'll, we'll, we'll basically say to the clubs, you make the decision, come back to us when, when, when you've made the decision and we'll implement that decision. Why, why sitting in your position, I mean, you're a very mild-mannered character, but sitting in your position, I would be furious, I would be fuming at the financial cost that that one decision has made to my club. And I, I, I cannot understand their thinking, apart from the, the fact that they seem to be spineless gut and gutless, to be honest with you. And I would be straight on to my lawyers to see what the legal situation was. I, I, I cannot understand their thinking. I really can't. I'm, I'm furious and I don't own the club. I just don't understand the thinking at all behind that. Let's remember also that no decision has been ratified yet. So, so whilst we certainly are in the 89th minute, um, the, the, the game is not over. Um, there is still the possibility that um, fairness prevails at the end of the day. I'm, I'm not certain it will. In fact, I wouldn't uh, wouldn't bet on it. I was allowed to bet on anything related to football in any case. But it, it, there is still a possibility, and, and Dara, myself, and Randy, and, and the club fight on. And we will fight on to, to, to the bitter end of Tuesday or, or, or whenever that is. We are not alone in uh, the fact that there are a number of clubs that still want to play the season out. Uh, and there are a number of clubs that still want to have a sum or, or other fair mechanism to, uh, to end the season. We proposed to the EFL um, last week an opt-in playoff. So if you, you as a club could decide, okay, I'm done. It, we're never going to get promoted via, via a playoff. So well, we're going to opt out and we're going to end our season. Or we actually still think we've got a good chance, so we're going to opt into a playoff. So you could have had six, eight, ten teams uh, with a mathematical chance of, of uh, getting promoted, opting in. And and that option is is not even on the table next week. And and we were one of a number of options. I think there were four or five submitted to the EFL that we know of. And none of those are on the table for consideration next week. It, it is purely a, we want you to vote on the end of the season option. It's a bizarre situation because if we're to believe, you know, the rumoured reports that they're going to go with an unweighted points per game system, that would essentially mean that Wickham take our place in the playoffs. Yet, to everyone's knowledge, they're one of the clubs who, who are happy not to play. So, it's not fair. None of it's fair. And it, and it just strikes as a complete mismanagement of the situation from the get-go. I mean, we, myself, Dara and Randy have invested, you know, Dara much more than us, but, you know, still we've invested more than two years. And again, apologies for the background noise. Um, of, of time into this uh, into this, this club, not not just time, but money and emotion and energy um, in, into, into trying to get the club promoted. And if we were not successful, I would like us to not to be successful on the pitch. But what I feel most sorry for is our, our people that work for the club. Um, many of them are not uh, on mega salaries. They invest their time and energy and efforts and they many of them work for the club not for financial contributions to their life not to not to have a fantastic financially secure life but just to be involved in football because they've got a passion and they love it and i feel sorry for the fans i think this is uh, what's happening with coronavirus is terrible and i think that uh, eight teams in an extended playoff would give um a bit of hope to eight cities a bit of hope a bit of joy even if that hope and joy only lasted two matches, 
you would have two weeks to look forward to it or three weeks to look forward to it and then a week and maybe it's over after a week but at least you've got something in your life uh, in terms of a bright spark for a little period of time absolutely and at least you could say then you've had a crack of it on the pitch if you lose you lose but you've had a chance none of this simulation nonsense in what they're talking about now i'm all for say if we spoke about rotherham just then i personally don't think if, if the rest of the games were to finish they would finish in the top two Coventry, yes but just say you promoted those two and did the extended playoffs and then there's no there's no drama around it is there as such because all the other teams who were close to the playoffs obviously in the playoffs then and then we all get to play and I just think that'd be it's just common sense it'd be such a better way of doing it and they're already speaking about you know completing the playoffs so playing is on the table so either complete the games or extend the playoffs just to make it more fair it, none of it makes sense it really doesn't it's so frustrating and I can imagine it's even more so for yourself yeah I mean I, I personally don't think um, Rotherham would have made the top six I think they would have been replaced by Sunderland that's yeah, only that's a, a personal comment. opinion also, you, got... you, you, we can never know but I mean we are you build a team for a whole season where we were entering the end of that uh, campaign we had four games against uh, teams in the bottom six um, we had against teams in the bottom half of the table okay so we might not have won all those but you have to think that it's probably we would have won most of them. And under those circumstances, you have to imagine that given many of the other teams have got to play each other, that we would have been in the top four. I think we were on fire at the time, weren't we, as a team? We were, we were playing very, very well. And I think we were playing better than any other team in that league. And I think there was there was so much more to come from us. And I think I think we would have beaten Coventry. I honestly do. And of course, we know in sport that w- once you start winning or start losing, it's sometimes hard to get out of that habit. So if that happens, the whole, for me, the, the important word is fairness. You know, sport is built on fairness, isn't it? That's why you have rules and laws of the game. So for me, this seems just so unfair. I'm really... As you can tell, I'm bloody annoyed about it because it's unfair on us. I know it's unprecedented times, but to me, it seems to be unfair, mostly on us, really, more than anyone else. I know there are teams at the bottom who would probably argue exactly the same, um, but it seems unfair. And to me, I, it's it's unsatisfactory to me it, how they've decided this. You made a point yesterday um, on our last podcast, Matt, about you know the squad we had, we had built um, and that, in my opinion, and, and many others, that I believe our eleven was the best in League One. And I think in, over the last nine games, we'd, we'd have proven that. And that's the other frustration. You know, everyone at the club has has built that squad up, and now potentially we, we're gonna we're gonna lose key members of that squad when we'd have had a fighting chance you know touching on Ivan Tony, if we would have got promoted we'd have had a chance of keeping him and now that chance is completely blown out of the water through no fault of our own again just absolute madness I mean I'm in business I'm in I'm one of those businesses now sport and you accept that if you're in that domain you're going to lose from time to time that is unfortunately the other side of, of, of the coin if you're going to bid on a project or if you're going to put a sports team out, you're, you're not always going to be successful. And if that happens um, because contract and we don't, we're not successful because our competitor has a better proposal or we lose a game of football, then you know there there is an element of fairness to that. Yeah, I've spent the last 24 hours berating the EFL as many people have. I think as I was touching on earlier, my main issue is the lack of leadership, which. I would now extend to the FA and the the, the footballing bodies as a whole because we've got 
you know, the United Kingdom geographically isn't a huge country. We're going to be getting the Premiership back, it looks like, behind closed doors. So we've got football there, but it seems that the football only be there for the league that's making lots of money. The the league's lower down as the Championship looks like it may continue. The league's lower down just fall by the wayside. So it's that money talking, which just adds to the unfairness of the, the whole process. Obviously, it is massively unfair as a, as a posh fan. And as we were saying, you know, yesterday, really, as a... As a football fan, it, it just seems, you know, bitterly unfair. What's your, um, what could the EFL have done differently to avoid this situation that we find ourselves in at the moment? If we ignore the fact there was no contingency plan in, what did that, would you have wanted them to come in at the start and say, this is what's going to happen? What, what should have happened at the start of this? Well, I think they should have acted earlier. Um, although that's very easy to say in hindsight. So, so yeah. I, I we have to accept that. I think what they could have done is say, okay, we have five or six or whatever number it was, proposals. Um, you are the membership. You are League One, you 23 clubs. So we're going to let you vote on those uh, on those uh, 23, or sorry, those five or six proposals. And we're going to have almost like a European-style voting where um, you know, one, one proposal by another falls off the table until we have a winner as opposed to saying, okay, this is what we're doing and we want you to approve it. Dara's been very open on, on Twitter over these last few weeks and has come under a lot of criticism as a result. Obviously, you've been open as well, Jason, that the tweet that you put out uh, yesterday evening in our time, which we read on the, the podcast as we recorded, where you mentioned how it had brought you to tears. Um, it's it's refreshing in, in the wrong way, perhaps, but it's refreshing to see that from a chairman and from people at the, the top of the club to... Um, to kind of see that it does affect them in, in the same way that it affects the fans. I suppose now that you've had 24 hours to reflect on where we are, and I know that we still haven't got any concrete decisions, um, it's kind of, has has that, are you still feeling angry, are you still feeling unjust, or are you now trying to look to the future and, and what comes next? Well, I mean, I, like probably many people, were very upset when this uh, decision happened, and, and uh, I think it's natural to be upset. You had a lot of um, energy and effort and time and money. We care for, for the people that work uh, for the club. Uh, many of them are our friends. Um, I don't want to see them negatively affected. We care for the supporters. Um, take being an ownership group very seriously. Uh, we've tried to be connected to the supporters and, and do the best we can. And we're not always going to be successful. We're, all, we're going to make mistakes. Um, but, you know, I, I very much enjoy being an owner of, of, of Peterborough. I hope that goes on for a long, long time. And um, so we were upset, but we have to get on with it, right? Um, so I, I was upset for 20 minutes, and, and I'm still you know, disappointed and upset. But we immediately started planning. So we had an 8.30 a.m. Pacific time um, call, which would have been 4.30 time, uh, UK time, between the three of us, and we, we just got on with it. So we were already planning for a number of scenarios. Uh, the worst case being no football until 2021 uh, season, which we're still planning for, because I, I think that is a possibility too. I think you've got to plan for them, haven't you? I mean, unlike the EFL, you obviously you know think it's a good idea to plan for these things rather than just make it up as you go along. You've got to plan for all eventualities, isn't it? You 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 hope for the best and plan for the worst type thing. Um, it, it, uh, for me, it, it's just something that... I, I don't want to be talking about this in, in 10 years' time, 15 years' time. I, I, I feel it was just 
it was handled so badly at the time. As you say, there was no clear decision making early on, was there? And and when you when you see that happening, you think, hang on a minute, it's going to be a complete and utter mess. And that's what it's been. Um, but do, do, are you still hopeful looking forward? Are you still passionate about getting us into the championship? Or is this knocked you back and you're thinking, well, maybe I can't invest that emotional time and effort in it again? Or do you think to yourself, right, OK, if the worst comes to the worst, we finish seventh, we don't go up. But next year, I'm going to give it even more emotional time and effort and money. And I'm going to get that club up into the championship. Is that how you feel or what are your feelings? So, um, well, firstly, we haven't given up on Tuesday and, and we'll, we'll fight on as much as, well, as much as we can. And, and there are a number of clubs that um, uh, feel the same. Um, but in the last 24 hours, I've exchanged texts with Kieran, who had a new show. I've communicated with um, with the gaffer, and I mean the message is the same. This was a 10-year plan. It's now an 11-year plan, um, yeah. but it but it hasn't changed. Um, if anything, uh, yesterday on a call between myself, uh, Randy, and uh, and Dara. It was almost like a galvanizing transitional thing in such as um, we've been really stuffed here. So we're, we're going to galvanize the group together and, and, and go forward. You mentioned that you've spoke to um, the gaffer. I presume you mean the, the, the club gaffer, Ferguson. What, what's his thoughts on, on what's happening? What's his take on, on the news? He's up for the fight. Um, he's obviously you know aware that we have to get through a pandemic, but, but he's 100% committed to leading the club into the championship. Um, so, so nothing has changed. Um, I hope that he uses this as a galvanizing us against them um, strategy. His father was famous for that, right? I mean, if you listen to his father's speeches, it was basically 19 teams and the FA versus Man United. Um, well, I now feel like it's uh, 23 teams and the EFL versus Peterborough United. Jason, what are the immediate plans going forward for the club? Um, obviously, other plans may have to be on ice at the moment, but is it just a case of you know keeping our heads above the water, so to speak? Yeah, so I think um, we will... Um, some of our uh, staff are on furlough, and unfortunately that will be extended, um, and that's probably going to be no surprise to, to anybody. But other than that, it's um, we're going to wait until the season um, recommences. Um, we're a well-funded organisation. We're not in a, in a position where we're worrying about next year. I don't know when next year or next season will start. It could be could be August, it could be November. But our plans have not changed. Our, our, our strategy was to acquire London Road. Um, we have agreements with the city. We haven't executed those agreements yet because literally we're about to sign the purchase, final purchase agreement with the city and send the money. Um, and then um, we were sent into lockdown um, because of COVID literally days before. Um, so that's, that's still very much part of the plans. It's still... Part of the plans to build a Cat2 Academy and to substantially invest in youth, um, to run the schools initiative, so we, so we keep growing the fans. And we grew more than 400 fans in terms of season ticket holders last year, and we'd like to do that every year. Uh, and to build a championship um, level team so we can get in the championship. So nothing has changed other than um, we are now a year behind where we would have liked to be. Will that be the case for the stadium? I know that the overriding kind of questions we've had has been how is this going to affect the stadium going forward? So can we take from that then that we're looking at a year extension on that? Is that going to be, you know, moving about? Where are we? Too early to say whether it's affected or not. I know that our um, stadium architects are still in meetings with um, Peterborough City Council. 
so that planning is still going on um, between us, the university, and um, and the city. So, you know, it may be affected. I, I, I think at this point we don't know. From a football point of view, it's just it, it, nobody really knows how to feel. There's so many different emotions going about. It's, it's just. I think a lot of the past has, it's, it's, just, it's been a case of. You know, everyone's panicking about the stadium. Ivan Tony. The amount of pictures I've seen of Ivan Tony on social media today, uh, it's basically saying that it's his last. You know, we've we've seen his last game, and that is. And the the chances are, I don't expect you to say that, Jason, but I know Dara alluded to it when we did the podcast with him that the chances are that probably is the case. Obviously, there's agreement in place with him that if he wasn't getting promoted, then he probably would go on, and to have that snatched away from us if that does happen on Tuesday, is a sickening blow because obviously that goal he scored against Portsmouth, none of us was thinking at the time that would be the last one we'd see of Tony in a, in a posture. And we know you're his biggest fan, if you know, if not anyone else. So it's a tough one, isn't it, on that, on that aspect? Yeah, it'll, it'll, be a very, uh, it'll be a big shame. And I, I always think that, um, but for 48 hours, right? Because 48 hours after the lockdown, uh, we would have played Bowen. And whilst one can't assume that we would have won, um, I think it would have been unlikely that we wouldn't have won. And that's that's not disrespecting Bolton, but we were in a in a fine uh, fine uh, run of form at the time. And it would have been likely that one of the other teams around us wouldn't have um, uh, picked up three points. So, given how many there are, you, you would have had you, we would have had uh, you know five teams that would have required to. Uh, pick up five points sorry three points um so i, I but for 48 hours we probably wouldn't be having this conversation now we'd be having a very different conversation i don't know about you lot but i'm still in shock i've spent my entire life virtually watching nine ten months a year of football and i'm still sort of i don't know how to react almost because it's not happening and it's not about to happen you know and it's just such a weird situation i think and every time i go out in my car anywhere near the ground i think to myself oh i haven't been there for what seems like months and it just i've never done that in my entire life and that's how in that's how important football is to a lot of people that's how important it is to me you know my my whole social life revolved around going to that place and it's just such a it, it's a hole in people's lives at the moment it really is and it's just it, the quicker it can come back. And I know football is not the most important thing in the world, but it, it, it is important to get it back, I think. And it it's just, it, I'm still in shock that I'm not watching football. And every weekend that goes by, you know, it's a Saturday and I'm thinking, oh, it's football. Oh, no, there's not football. You know, it's uh, it's still very, very strange to me. On a positive note, the pitch is looking very <laughs> nice. I, well, I, I wouldn't know because I haven't, I haven't seen it. <laughs> We saw we saw a picture of it. Someone put it up on uh, on our group chat. Today. That's good. That's good because we, we spent a lot of money on that pitch. So I'm I'm I'm. Uh, in fact, we bought two of them. We bought one uh, one for the training ground, which is identical to the uh, to the one in London Road. Money well spent in Heinz. I can't bloody <laughs> use them. <laughs> well, I, I tell you what, though, no, probably no surprise that um, uh, when we invested in that pitch, we had our former manager uh, leading us. And uh, the joke at the time was, uh, why did we spend uh, £500,000 on two pitches if we're never going to use them? Did he not get the hint? 
If that's not him to start playing football and passing it, then you'll never get it, will you? <laughs> I quite like trying to find a positive spin on it, even if it is that the pitch looks good. I mean, are there any positives we can take from this, Jason? I can't think of any myself, but you're in a, a different position with a different viewpoint. Well, it, can you it, find it, any positives in this at all? Yeah, if our season has ended, firstly, the positive on a personal level is... Uh, I can't thank the, um, the Peter Bruno Fox supporters enough. I, I've, I've got a lot of messages, and not just the Peter Bruno supporters, but from some other clubs as well, um, and from a lot of our staff. Uh, and I think it's really brought us all, all together. Uh, so I think, uh, I hope that's going to be a galvanizing um, group mentality next season uh, when we really try to uh, get promotion. Whilst we might be affected, um, so if you like, the uh, the water in our harbour might go down somewhat. I think it will go down much more in many other clubs. So even if our playing strength is, is somewhat diminished, um, I think other teams will be will be way more impacted. So I think we've got a great chance um, next year if we're, if we're still in. in I, hope, I hope the club use this as fuel to the fire for next season and make a real assault on League One because it is an injustice. And I think if we can take that out into ne- onto next season, that would be the best way of going about it for sure. Yeah, and we've also had a team that have largely played together for a year, um, which which will be beneficial right? um, as you go into the next next years. And you're, you're not rebuilding a team from scratch. You're, you're maybe tweaking it and adding it a little bit. There's been more episodes of the yellow block, so clearly there's been absolutely no positives whatsoever, <laughs> has there? We've done, I can't remember how many it is in, during lockdown, but far more than we would have ever done. This would have taken, I think we've, we're at like 41 episodes now. We'd, we'd have been in like 2027 by then. We'd have been in the uh, Premiership, Jason. I mean, you guys only used to do one every two or three weeks, right? I mean, I, I used to listen to this when I, when I was travelling, and the amount of times I've got on an aeroplane and thought, damn, I've got nothing to listen to now. When you can fly again, you'll have loads listening. They'll all be out of date, of course, but you'll have plenty of material to listen to, that's for sure. Well, I, I, um, I, I go for a hike every morning and um, sometimes uh, I listen to it whilst I'm doing that. When you next come to England and you next, and when you're in your, two, um, your two-week quarantine, you'll be able to listen to them all again, <laughs> won't you? <laughs> no, I'm hoping it's all, all over long before that. Hopefully. I think we all need that normality to resume and like you were saying just to have football back will do so much for so many people um you know we've all started tuning into the latvian second division and you know obscure football like that just to give us that fix and watching you know previous games from 20 years ago just to get that fix so the thought of um watching football again and then further into the future the thought of you know, walking out into the stadium again, it's just its just going to be amazing. It's just, I can't, you know, we need that right now. And the thought of that coming, um, yeah, just almost makes the lockdown seem that little bit harder, but it will get better, I guess. And we will find those good times again and we'll, we'll get back there again at some point. It's just hard to see that, obviously, at the moment. And of course, next season, there's no guarantee when that's going to start either. What I would say, Jason, is when when we do get this promotion, which it will happen, um, it's going to feel so much sweeter for you after, obviously, you've come into the club, you've been here two years now, and setback, setbacks like this is it's going to make that promotion feel so much better. Yeah, uh, as I said, we haven't given up on Tuesday. Um, we're, we're three of us and, and the club fight on until, until the end. Um, but uh, you're right, it's... It, uh, 
I, I really thought we were going to do it this year. Um, and... yeah, we would have done. I do think we would have done. I think we're all we were all in agreement yesterday when we we got this news, and I think most posh fans were realistic. I think. If we didn't make that top two, we would have had a really good shot in the playoffs, I think, this year. I really, really do. And that just makes it all the more certainly, it certainly makes hard it, to swallow. makes it hurt a lot more, don't it? Because if you look yeah, at the absolutely. squad we had, um, Smodic, Dembele, Tony, I, I just honestly can't see it. I know we were sitting sixth, but... Yeah, but the momentum was... Every exactly. time we stepped on that pitch, it doesn't matter who we were playing. The Portsmouth game was a perfect example. We were going to be the better team. And I think we would have gone to Coventry... I'm not sure we would have won, but we would have gone and we would have given them a really, really good game. And you, you wouldn't put us past beating Coventry, the form and the momentum that we had. Coventry, I just thought, were a solid side. I didn't think they were spectacularly good when, when we played. I, I think we would have struggled. I know they weren't at home as such, but I think we would have struggled away at their place to pick up a win. We would have had to tailor our I don't game. Know, but you have it's to all, base all lifts and butts now, isn't it? Yeah, but you have to base it on the how we were playing at the time and we were, looked fan-bloody-tastic. And that's just, what I'm basing it on, really. Just touching on this points for game system, the, you spoke about Coventry there. The annoying thing is, um, obviously, Wickham took our place, if that is the way they go. Um, the, and the annoying aspect of that is that that's because Wickham have got a game in hand, and I believe that was away to Coventry. Now, Wickham weren't going to beat Coventry at home. Oh, that's absolute nonsense. And obviously, that they've earned points out of the points per game for that. And uh, again, another another interest, another frustration there. Did you, have you seen the, the way that that's worked today? Somebody's worked out yeah. that for, for it would have worked out 3.17 points for that game with dished out. And obviously you can only have three points in a game. So, and we've missed out on like 0.2. It, it's all just, what a mess, really. It's just an absolute... Essentially, it's, just, it's a simulation, isn't it? It's a simulation. Yeah, yeah simulation oh. fine. But you can certainly have three points in a game. You can't, I don't understand how you can give more than three points to those two teams. It just doesn't... It, it, I mean, it's hard not to take it personally as a posh fan. It kind of feels like they're out to kind of. I know it's not the case. It just kind of feels like they're out to get us. Um, it does have a does have a whiff of Selhurst Park, though, don't it? As it we really spoke does. About it. right you know what it is? It's, it's punishment for having six bloody McDonald's open in, in this part of the country. That's what <laughs> <Yeah>. it is. <laughs> if we can cry into our Big Macs. <laughs> Peterborough has been battered recently. We're getting all sorts of abuse online as posh fans, and now we're getting hammered for having too many McDonald's. It's, it's, you can't win. <laughs> it's true. It's true. At least, at least we've got Big Macs. We're just crying to them. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com. 
Picture the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. I see you've still got a little bit of optimism there, Jason. Although you don't look too optimistic about Tuesday. Um, let's hope there, you know, there's a miracle because I think that's what it's going to take, isn't it? Yeah, probably. But, um, you know, we've all been in football matches whereby uh, a miracle has, uh, has, uh, has come forth. So Absolutely. Let's, so, hope, uh, let's hope that, that is one. And, and if it isn't, we'll, we'll rebuild and, and go forward next year and we'll, we'll be stronger. Um, all three of us are really galvanised to, to make that successful. So everyone's going to take a knock with this. This is going to knock the stuffing out of everyone. But if we can we can use that as fuel for the fire and uh, and, and just basically smash league one as much as we can next season will be will be the will be fantastic the thing is if we were all sitting here in, in 12 months time and we're sitting at the top of the league you know this will seem a very long time ago and it's funny because i've often thought to myself if one of our great teams over the last sort of 10 years didn't actually get promoted if they hadn't have gone in the playoffs if they or they hadn't have finished second and had another 12 months to develop that team would that team have actually gone on to win league two one whatever so not necessarily it's not all necessarily doom and gloom given another 12 months of development it might be a very very different and better team that we see come out so it's not it's not necessarily a bad thing to give a team another 12 months to develop i don't think it's only a positive um, statement. I hope you're right. Money's tight for everyone at the minute, Jason. I do hope this pandemic, though, isn't going to affect... You're not going to reduce our budget for the uh, Yellow Block Greatest Eleven, are you? Um, I think you've exceeded that budget, right? I haven't listened to that, that, that the final show yet, but I'm... Uh, oh, in which case, no, we made it absolutely fine. There's yeah, no need to listen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We had we had we had room as well for a couple of subs. So yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I hope you've picked a couple of our academy uh, of your subs, right? Uh, because you know. We've got some uh, bench to fill, and we, we need some youngsters there. So I'm sure we can make that happen. Exactly. I mean, you know, the academy is the future, um, and uh, so you should you should utilise them. And we have a manager who, who likes to pay the youth and develop the youth. So. Yeah, I'm not saying that we ran out of money, but we're all on the bench. So, <laughs> <laughs> touching on the academy, um, obviously, thanks to you, we had Kieran Scarf on, and he was seriously impressive. I really enjoyed that episode. Yeah, um, it was good. Had some good. some great stories and real passionate man on youth. And I thought, yeah, it was brilliant. He was a really interesting man as well. Yeah, he's great. I really like working with uh, with Kieran. So you know, we work pretty closely together. And uh, he's the right man for the job. We've got big aspirations and plans for that uh, for that academy to get to Cat Two uh, status. We've set them what what many people thought was a ridiculous target of graduating three people, uh, three players a year into the first team. Um, but he's embraced it, and um, his coaches have embraced it too, and, and they're working towards that. And so, you know, if, if we can do that, even if we only do that one in every two years, um, I think that would be a fantastic achievement. Obviously, you're a big fan of Leo De Silva Lopez, and he shared the story about um, how the club signed him, you know, from such a low level, literally Power League kind of football, and to sign him from that level, and now he's gone on, obviously, to make the money, to make the club a lot of money, and to move on to a higher level is what a story that is. 
Yeah, so it's a great story. I hope that Ricky J. Jones will be a great story as well. I, I, I think there's a good probability of that, and I, I like that a lot. And, and uh, I remember seeing him for the first time when I was at the training uh, centre, and um, the former manager of the academy came in and said, have a look at this player. And Ricky was actually training with a underage group. And I said, well, what's he here for? And he said, well, he just wants to play football every day. So his days are, I can't remember what day his, his team trained, but he said he just comes on the other days and joins in with the other groups too. I think as fans, other than promotions and things like that, um, a youth academy is something that really does excite the fans. And there's nothing better than to see a player come onto the pitch who's, you know, been bred through the academy. And obviously the work you've done with that and the injection of money and coaching and everything else, that's that's going to stand us in good stead. Yeah, I hope so. And I, mean, I, I really believe that. So that, 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 that will be really good for, for the future of the club. And I think it's really important, right? We don't have to be realistic that we're not Man City. So we can't um, sign £50 million checks for, for players. So we, we have to grow them ourselves. Absolutely. There's still plenty to be positive about. No, we're all in a bit of a bit of a negative mood, but um, we'll come through this. And I think, um, you know, like like you said, Matt, we'll, we'll look back on this one day and you know, everything happens for a reason. Hopefully we can we can take the frustration. Hard times season. don't always exist, do they? You, 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 as you go through life, we all experience our hard times and our dips. And it's something you have to go through, you endure, and it's a challenge to get through. But you do come out the other side. I think we'll go on and there will be better times ahead. And I think that's what you've got to remember. And there's a lot of exciting football to to come, I think. And it was the football was the, the best I'd seen for quite a long time in the second half of this season. And there's no reason that it can't go on and be like that whenever football starts up again for next season. There's, there's, there's absolutely no reason for that. Yeah, we probably won't have Tony, but, you know, we can get another exciting striker. And, you know, we should be able to get the money in for him. So Has Tony got a brother we can try and sign? <laughs> <laughs> just just checking my pulse there because Kisby that was way too positive for you are you feeling alright well I have had just had eaten about three Cadbury's cream eggs because they were selling it's them the, for cheese it's the sugar rush I'll be really miserable tomorrow to make up for it don't worry I think I think it'll make us all appreciate it a little bit more as well when it does come yeah. back um, I just wanted to kind of wanted to ask how you, you're you doing Jason really we said the same thing <laughs> we to should Dara. have asked, shouldn't we really we, well, because it's, we, we, we lose we lose sight of it we're, we're fans it hurts um, us but we haven't millions of pounds into it so it must hurt you as well and I guess how are you coping with it or not just the football but just life in general at the moment I suppose yeah I mean firstly on a personal level we're lucky where we live Um, there's not uh, many coronavirus uh, outbreaks in British Columbia the province I'm in I think there's only two um, uh, active cases in the entire of um, entirety of interior BC and but that in perspective, that's probably about three times the size of Great Britain. Um, so we don't have many cases, um, and that's probably because of early intervention. That the, the province went into lockdown really early. Uh, in fact, I think our school shut down weeks before yours did. Um, so personally, I'm good. We're very fortunate where we live. Um, obviously, very disappointed about by, by what's happened. Um, you know, I'm involved in a number of businesses. Some of them are doing quite well in, in this environment. Um, those that may be in healthcare or something like that, or in some sort of online space. 
and others of them are, are um, feeling the brunt of, of, of COVID and Peterborough is one of them. Um, so it's difficult, right? No one likes to have to lay off people, even if it's only temporary. Those people have real lives and mortgages to pay. So um, it, it's, it's heartbreaking, really, for, to have to make difficult decisions through no fault of your own, but just try to keep things things alive. So, yeah, I mean, we're right. I appreciate you asking. And, and, and what I would really love to do is is watch a football game. Yeah. In fact, I even got up on uh, Saturday to watch, um, I think, Dortmund were playing, right? Yeah. 6.30 my time. I, I set the alarm for 6.15. Wow. And I couldn't find an effing channel to watch no. it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Thanks for listening to this episode of The Other Block. And big thanks to Jason Neal for joining us. It's been really good, obviously, not in the best yeah. circumstances, but it's good to, good to recap. Yeah. Likewise, and, and I hope we all meet again in, uh, in under happier circumstances. Yeah. I'm sure, I'm sure we, we will. will. Yeah. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at The Yellow Block, like us on Facebook, Facebook forward slash The Yellow Block, and tune in next time on iTunes, Acast, and Spotify. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. Even on a budget, Quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns.